All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to The Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca, your digital home for online gaming excitement, including casino, live dealer, lottery instance, and sport betting. Sign up today at PlayAlberta.ca. Princess uh, Ty, how you doing? I'm doing good, Jake. Coming to you live from Toronto for All-Star Weekend. Ooh, nice. Uh, have, you, uh, have you picked who's going to win the skills competition? I don't know. This is an interesting one because of the cash prize. I actually feel like Connor McDavid will be going kind of all out for this one. So he's maybe the chalky pick, but I think he'd be my pick as lame as that might sound. Yeah. Uh, Nathan McKinnon. I don't know why, but I think uh, old Nate dog might have a, uh, might have himself a great run. What You know what? There's, there's lots of guys I could say, hey, like if Kucherov won, I wouldn't be like, oh, not surprised. I think actually I might have picked him on the rundown. So, um, you know, Leon Drysaddle's pretty talented player, right? They, they, and they're going to pick, you know, the best events that they can avoid, right? So now they do have to, I know we were outlining it yesterday. I, I think they, they get to pick uh, out of the six events. And then if you make it to the second round, everybody does the same. And then if you make it to the final, everybody does those same uh, event. Do you know what the final two events are? No, I actually don't. I mean, I've been I've been in transit most of the day, so I haven't really had a chance to sit down and really get ready for All Star Weekend. But I again, I I just love the format. So whatever the final two events are, there's like going to be some drama at the end of the skills competition, which is really nothing we've ever had before. No, no, not at all. You never had it. I think it's great. And I, you know what? Uh, we'll see how long it lasts. The NBA slam dunk competition was awesome when it always had the big names and then eventually it kind of eroded and you don't get to see the big stars in it all the time, which I think is, you know, good, but also not as good. So hopefully for the NHL, at least the next few years, you'll always see the big guns in this. Uh, eventually I could see some of them saying, man, eh, no, I'm good. But you know, if you get two or three years with McDavid, that's fine. Um, the, uh, you know, I, I was, 
Looking at the standings, I was looking at the schedule the remainder of the way. The Oilers play the most games. They have the most sets of uh, back-to-backs, although one of them is really only difficult in travel. The, the rest, they've got a few that are both in Edmonton, maybe in Edmonton and Calgary or Anaheim in L.A., so it's it's not crazy. But we just had Troy Loney on, and he talked about, you know, yeah, only have so much energy at times. And uh, especially in April, when the Orders play 10 games in 18 days, including five games in the last week of the season. And, and the way it's set up this year, Ty, is the regular season ends on the 18th. They want the playoffs to start on the 20th. So, you know, the Orders are playing five games in seven days. It could be six and nine. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's not ideal. I know it's a long ways away, but I'll be curious, you know, how Chris Knobloch massages that last week of the regular season, especially if they're in the hunt for home ice advantage. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. Like, hey, who knows? Maybe the Oilers keep humming along at a 700 points percentage kind of pace and we're in the final four games of the season. And it's like, ah, you're not catching Vancouver and you're kind of locked into that two spot so you can start resting, guys. But that's also a bit of a delicate balance. It's the age-old debate in sports of rest versus rust. And I think we've heard a lot. and We've even seen a lot in the NHL. Look at Florida last year, right? You want to be playing your best hockey right before the playoffs. You want to have that momentum you want to be feeling good about yourself so there's a part of me that's like you know maybe earlier in the month in april you make sure everyone's recovered from any little bumps or bruises they may have but you probably want to make sure your lines are set and you're playing with a good amount of momentum going into the playoffs i don't know if you want to get cute and start resting guys if you have a spot locked up yeah I, well the problem is how can you rest guys when you only have a 21 man roster right <laughs> like what are you going to do there right so uh, that that's that's the other challenge i think uh, uh for the Edmonton orders is you just you don't have the cap space and and i would think between now and march 8th Ty, they are going to maximize uh, their cast base. I know, uh, Hart at, uh, Puck PD had put it out that if they run a 21 round roster between now and the rest of the regular, or now until the deadline, they would have about 2 million in cap space. But I don't think they're going to run, uh, I can, I could see them this coming week not calling up Phil Kemp. Because why do you? You come back, everybody's healthy, the Vegas game, you don't need him. And then, and he's right in California anyway. If somebody gets hurt, you don't play till Friday, you can call him up then. And if not, you don't call him up for the Friday game. And if someone gets hurt, well, then he just gets and comes to LA the next day anyway, right? So, so you can save and every day it matters, but I don't see them running a 21 man roster through to the deadline. Do you? No, I don't think so either. I, I think at some point you want to have that kind of insurance built in. I mean, especially when you're on the winning streak as well. You don't want to run a chance that, hey, you're trying to keep the heater going and all of a sudden you need to play a game with one less guy. But it is, I mean, I guess encouraging, not surprising, but the Oilers are keeping an eye on this thing. Like Dylan Holloway was, in air quotes, sent down to Bakersfield. He's not going to play games for the Condors. That's purely a cap manipulation play, right? So they're keeping an eye on it, and I think it's going to set them up to hopefully make a big splash ahead of March 8th. When you say big splash, how high of a splash are you expecting? Oh, it's so tough because right now, and you know, I scour Frank's list over at Daily Face Off, and I've written a couple of articles up at the Nation as of late detailing. Okay, let's go through the ten defensemen on his list. Let's go through the top ten forwards. Who are the fits? And none of them are an Ekholm-esque fit, right? Like when Ekholm popped up on the market, and it was like, okay, Nashville's open to trading him. It was like clear. It's like this guy would is exactly what the Edmonton Oilers need. They should move anything they can to get their hands on him. And right now. I don't see that with anyone around the league. Like, I like Sean Monaghan, but I don't love Monaghan. I don't want to give up a first for Sean Monaghan. I really like Adam Henrique, but the cap gymnastics there are incredibly complicated. So I think right now the Oilers and, 
you know, luckily their winning streak has afforded them this opportunity. They can sit on their hands probably right up until that final week ahead of the deadline. I don't think they need to go jump the market or anything like that because at this point, there's not a big splash defenseman that makes sense. There's not a big splash forward that makes sense. Like, I don't think Elias Lindholm is a very real possibility. The one name I keep coming back to, Gregs, is if the Devils decide to sell, Tyler Toffoli is the guy. If you get him at 50% retained, that's a playoff performer, a guy who would slot perfectly into that second line right wing spot. I could see him gelling really well with Leon Drysaddle just in the way they play. That's a guy. If New Jersey falls out of it, and who knows, as other teams fall out, other players might become available. But Toffoli, I think, is who I've hitched myself to as the dream target for the Oilers. Yeah, I actually looked at uh, him and we, we busted it down. You probably could get him at 25%. You get a third team in like Ryan O'Reilly. It costs you a fourth to do that, right? Um, because the, the, I, I think there's two. I, I firmly believe the orders are going to add a veteran defenseman, right? To, who's like a, you know, it's a number seven. Uh, just because you know they need depth on the blue line teams. There's all, there seems to be a few more injuries on the blue line than there is up forward for whatever reason in the playoffs. You know, more physical blocking shots. I have no idea why. Um, there is lots of talk about, you know, upgrading Cody CC. And I've said it for, you want to upgrade Cody CC. You can make a strong argument that you would like to. The problem is I don't view Sean Walker as an upgrade. I, I think it's a very risky move to add in a guy who's had really good 45, 50 games. But he's, he's got no playoff experience, and he definitely doesn't have any playoff experience playing against the top guys, right? And when you're in a year where everybody feels the orders are super close, I would ra- if I was the Edmonton orders, Tyler, I would I would look at giving Vinny DeHarnay a chance with Darnell Nurse before I would go out and get Sean Walker. I'm not saying he doesn't move the puck like Sean Walker, but size does matter. In the playoffs, it's been proven, unless you're an elite defender, right? Guys like Kale McCarr, et cetera. And Sean Walker's a good defenseman. I don't view him as an elite defenseman. So where do you come out on Walker and then uh, even the next tier in Carrier? Well, yeah, and, and like I like Sean Walker. I've watched him play this year. He's having a hell of a season. But to me, it's like it. it if you believe it's a little upgrade on CC, is that little upgrade worth one sacrificing CC from the roster to make the money work Two, giving up a draft pick and taking the risk on chemistry as well? Like Darnell Nurse and Cody CC have played like 2200 five on five minutes together. That's a lot of time they've spent together. They have chemistry together. The Oilers D pairings have basically stayed the exact same ever since they acquired Matias Ekholm. So for me, if I'm going to disrupt that chemistry, if I'm going to give up assets, I'm only doing it if it's someone you can look at the same way you looked at Ekholm last year and you go that is a clear cut slam dunk whatever cliche you want to throw in they're an upgrade and there's no ifs about it and for me with Walker as much as this bounce back has been impressive and he's having a good year and I think he has a future as a top four D-man he's not a slam dunk upgrade right now so I'm not taking that risk I'm not disrupting the chemistry I'm not giving up assets for a guy who maybe at best is a marginal upgrade and the other thing is, if you look at how the orders deploy their defense, they don't have a clear-cut number one pair. They have two pairs that play very even minutes. The difference is uh, Bouchard gets uh, a little bit more offensive start, as he should, and uh, him and Ekholm play way more with McDavid, as they should. He's their best offensive player, so I under- defenseman, I should say. So I understand why they do it. But it's not like where other teams will have a top pair, guys, and they're playing 25 minutes, and then your second pair is down at 21. That's not how Edmonton does. Uh, Bouchard, who leads their team in five-on-five minutes, is 40th. Per game amongst NHL defensemen. 40th. 
Now, CC is fourth on the orders, but he's 72nd. That's basically four guys. If you look at each team having, you know, 64 defensemen in your top, the orders have four as far as five on five minute eaters. So they actually play. They don't have one guy who eats a lot, but they got four who play a lot. And so to me, it's, it, it's almost like you have a one A, one B in how they deploy. So I'm not even, it's, there's no big gap in the minutes and come playoff time, they're not going to play Darnell Nurse less. No, and we've seen that over the last couple of years. They don't play Darnell Nurse less. And I know everyone wants to point to last year when, you know, the numbers show that CC and Nurse kind of got caved at five on five. And I, and I totally get that. But during their run to the Western Conference Finals the year before that, at five on five, the Oilers outscored the opposition with Cody CC on the ice. So again, I, I think there's an argument to be made about upgrading Cody CC. I think that should be something the Oilers look to do ahead of March 8th. But it needs to be a clear cut. Like, I'm not doing this for Sean Walker, even Chris Tana. Like, I agree, Chris Tana is better than Cody Cece, but is it worth that price? Is it worth taking the risk? I'm not sold on it. I think I'd rather see them upgrade the forward group if no new names pop up on the D market. Yeah. So it, it will be fascinating. The, do you think they need an, uh, a fourth line center? If McLeod and, and Holloway are going to play together on the third line, do they need a fourth line center? Or are you happy with Derek Ryan? I don't know if I love Derek Ryan's ability to play center, especially in a playoff series. The name that sticks out to me is Nick Dowd in Washington. He creeped into. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The top 10 on Frank's board. He's got an extra year on his deal at 1.3 million. He doesn't bring you any offense. And the reason I scoffed at the Nick Dowd thing a couple of months ago when people were bringing it up was because he's not a third line center for me. If you're trying to win a Stanley Cup, I don't think you want Nick Dowd running your 3C just because there's no offense there. But if he's your 4C and he's the right shot who helps you kill penalties and win some important draws for you, then I think he makes a ton of sense. And, hey, if Washington, maybe you can sweeten the pot a little bit and get them to 
retain on some of this and you get Nick Dowd for the rest of this run dirt cheap and you get him for all of next year dirt cheap as well. That's one that I'd be interested in, but it also sounds like there's a pretty strong market forming for Dowd. So do I want to overpay for a guy like that? When, you know, looking at the depth chart, he's going to be stapled in as your fourth line center. I don't know if I want to overpay for that either. Like it's a weird market, Greg. There's so many teams kind of in the mushy middle where they don't know if they're sellers yet. And there's a bunch of teams in the West who all look like, I mean, I'm going to include LA in the conversation, but those seven teams in the West all look like they have Stanley cup aspirations. So there's seven aggressive sellers and only a couple of true or sorry, seven aggressive buyers and only a couple of true sellers right now. And it's just led to not that many interesting players being on the market. If we're being honest. Yeah, that's fair. And, and here's the thing. It's January 31st is we, we, we alluded to uh, Matthias Ekholm at, at this time last year. He wasn't on the trade market and then Nashville decided to make him available. And those, and the other thing is I talked to two uh, other GMs. And uh, he said, I always find it interesting when people will, will talk about this one trade that really works out and they just expect you to be able to make another one. Like those trades are very rare. They're very like you go across the league, not just for one team, but just around the league. Like it's hard to have a trade like that. A, the players don't come available very often and B, to get one and really and, and blatantly win the trade. That's also pretty rare. Yeah, totally. And that's why, again, I think there's a chance the Oilers just check down a little bit at this deadline. As much as I'd love to see a Toffoli type trade, I'm not sold it's going to happen. As much as I'd love to see a right shot Matias at home type deal, I don't think that trade's going to be out there. It might be a deadline where you sit there and you're doing a Kulikov-esque deal like you did a few years ago. Fourth round pick, get a veteran defenseman in. Use him as your number seven, a little bit of a safer play than Broberg, maybe. And then you get a fourth line center and maybe you add another layer of forward depth. But as much as I think the Oilers are in push the chips in win now mode and all of that stuff, if the market's not there, the market's not there. And you shouldn't just spend assets and spend money just for the sake of doing it. Like it needs to be a good fit. And like you said, it's tough to make those kinds of trades. Uh, lastly, the, uh, the hype in Toronto around the all-star game, uh, you know what, the, you mentioned the, uh, the money on the line. So, uh, it'll be fun. Um, uh, now is it true if you're the last pick in the draft, you get a car? Is that true? Oh, I remember they did that however many years ago. I, again, I'm not sure. I just kind of oh, okay. got in. I haven't even gotten my media pass yet. So uh, I'm not up to date with anything, which is a terrible thing to say as someone doing a radio hit from All-Star Weekend. Oh, okay. I was just curious because I'm like, are we, are we serious now? We're giving away a car because someone gets picked last in, all, in a, well, I call it the very good game. It's not even the All-Star game. So yeah. well, we'll see. we shall see. Uh, anyway, Ty, uh, enjoy Toronto. Uh, is this your, uh, no, you've been at TO a few times, obviously, but, uh, where will you be? Uh, are you and Frank, you guys going out on the town tonight? Uh, yeah, we got a little team dinner tonight. I got bagged milk with me. Liam's here as well. We got a whole crew from Oilers Nation and Daily Face Off. So I'm sure we'll be ripping it up tonight. Oh, geez. Well, pace yourself, kids. I know. Pace yourself. Uh-